when we're praying for God's kingdom to come, we're praying for the ruling reign of God to come into people's lives and circumstances. That's what we're praying for. When someone gets saved or someone gets healed, the kingdom of God advances. When God moves on our behalf, that's the kingdom being demonstrated. It's all to do with the kingdom. And in this area, we just need to pray for God's kingdom to come. In this town, we just need to pray for God's kingdom to come. We don't need lots of words. We can just pray, Father, let your kingdom come in Jesus' name. And God's kingdom will come. I suppose you're all excited here this morning, the thought of hearing about becoming a house of prayer. It's like evangelism. Pastors should never preach an evangelism or prayer. But I'm going to. See, when we come to the subject of prayer, we all, we, we all feel guilty. We think, I don't pray enough, or maybe I don't know how to. But actually, most of us probably pray a lot more than we think. You're probably talking to God throughout the day, are you? Has anyone talked to God throughout the day? You don't just get up in the morning, you say a quick prayer, and then that's it, you go to bed at night. I would imagine that most people here, if you're a Christian, you're talking to God throughout the day. Yes? Well, that's prayer. There's different kinds of prayer. You're talking to God. That's praying. That's what you're doing when you're chatting to God. And prayer isn't something that's boring. It's not just, you know, there's a different kind of prayer, yes, but when we get into that place with Father God and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, it's, it's something that's exciting. We get involved in heaven's purposes and we can bring change upon planet Earth. Prayer can be a great adventure. And underneath it all, I think we need to have this core value that when I pray, God answers. Otherwise, why pray? Why pray? If we don't believe God's going to answer, why pray? And when God answers, He does it with His goodness, He does it with His love. And God wants us to get involved in His purposes. God wants to work in our lives and our families and situations. Our part is to pray. Praise God for prayer. You know, Jesus says this. Like I said last week, you've got a problem with some of these things. Talk to Jesus, not me, okay? I'm just passing the buck. Jesus says this, Matthew 6, 6. But you, when you pray, not if, when you pray, go into your room and when you've shut the door, Pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Jesus says again in Luke 18 verse 1. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Always. And in Mark 11:17, the words of Jesus again. My house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations. That's this house, the church. A house of prayer for all nations. So Jesus says, when we pray, not if, therefore he expects us to pray. Jesus said, we should always pray and not lose heart. And Jesus says, my house, which is the church, should be a house of prayer for all nations. 
So as we said uh, a couple of weeks ago, when we're talking about a house, I am a house of God. Put your finger in your heart and say, I am a house of God. We are a house of God. So therefore, I should become a house of prayer. We should become a house of prayer. Isn't that right? So I have to become a house of prayer, and we have to become a house of prayer corporately. We need to learn how to pray. And there's lots of different things we can do about praying. But I just want to read some quotes about prayer that will maybe get rid of this kind of preconceived idea that so many people have that prayer is boring and it's just something we've got to do because we're Christians. No, no, no. It's much more important than that, much more exciting than that. Prayer is the most vital work of the church. What did you think it was? (laughs) Prayer is the most vital work of the church. Prayer is a privilege because we can influence God and access heaven's resources. Well, that's good, isn't it? There's stuff up in heaven we can bring down to earth. And it's only good stuff up there. There's no rubbish. There's no problems. There's no sin. There's no bad things. There's only good things in heaven. And through prayer, we can bring the good stuff to earth. Prayer is the key that unlocks the storehouse of heaven. There you are. Put the key in, open the door. Let the resources come down. Prayer's where the action is. Who likes to be where the action is? Not a lot of us. What do you like to do? Prayer's where the action is. That's where we live in the edge with Jesus. That's where the action is. He was a man of prayer. Prayer's where the action is. It's a two-way conversation. We don't do all the talking. You know, we've got to slow down and let God get a word in occasionally. Just occasionally. God's got some wisdom to say to us. We need to let God get a word in. It's a two-way conversation. You'll like this next one. Prayer is the real work. Evangelism is just mopping up. Think of that. Think of that. In most times of revival... It's begun through prayer, and then people have got saved. People are telling people about Jesus, but it's all been undergirded by prayer. So prayer's the real work. Evangelism is just mopping up. Prayer should not be regarded as a duty, and this is what we think. Prayer should not be regarded as a duty which must be performed, but rather as a privilege to be enjoyed. A delight is always revealing some new beauty. Prayer is a privilege to be enjoyed because we come into the presence of the sovereign of the universe who also happens to be our loving Father. It's a privilege. And He's always revealing new things to us. So it's not a heavy duty to be performed. There's a lightness in it. Prayer is a secret of power. Prayer is not conquering God's reluctance, but taking hold of God's willingness. We're not twisting God's arm up His back. That's what we think we're doing sometimes. I'm praying, I'm twisting God's arm up his back. No, no, God is willing. God is willing, but he's decided in his sovereignty, it's through prayer that heaven's real resources get released upon the earth. God is willing. He's just waiting for us to pray. Turn the key, unlock the door, and let the blessing come. The greatest tragedy in life is not unanswered prayer, but unoffered prayer. Any golfers amongst you, you'll understand the next one. Billy Graham, the only time my prayers are never answered is on the golf course. That horrible sinner's obviously praying for a hole in one. Like I'd love to pray for Manchester United. They need some prayer at the moment, but I'm holding myself back. 
And the next one, if the church wants a better pastor, it only needs to pray for the one it has. I stand before you. I stand before you, church. See, I'm blaming you now. I'm passing the buck. I'm passing the buck to you. Pray for me more, I'll improve. See, that'll, that'll happen. That will happen, seriously. Pray for me and God will change me. He really will. He might not change me to your likeness or in a way that you want, but God will change me according to his purposes, but he will change me. So please pray for me. I need your prayers. I need your prayers. I don't want to stay as I am. And I like this one. When we rely upon organization, we get what organization can do. When we rely upon education, we get what education can do. When we rely upon prayer, we get what God can do. Let's stand and sing the kingdom. Your kingdom come, Father. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come, Lord. out of our molds and intermingle it with praise and worship. Keep the life flowing in it. You know, when I was looking this up, I noticed in the Gospels in the book of Acts, for Jesus and the disciples, there's 95 different references to prayer. That's a lot of prayer. 95 different references to prayer. See, Jesus took prayer seriously. 
He often withdrew to be with Father God, not just because he wanted to pray about things, but because he enjoyed intimacy with the Father. He had a relationship with Father, and he wanted to be about his Father's business, and so he wanted to make sure he was on the right track and not just doing his own thing. Prayer keeps us on track. It builds a relationship with Father God. And the early church knew something of that as well. In fact, they were so good at praying, when they prayed, power came and shook the house. Wow. I'm looking forward to that one. The God would come and shake this house. Oh, shake this house. I'm up for that as well. There's some different kinds of prayer that I've noted down here. But it begins, you know that song we're singing earlier about the Holy Spirit? It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness to pray. He's the one who helps us. Call upon Him. I say, Holy Spirit, help me to pray. Teach me to pray, Holy Spirit. He's there to help us. And sometimes we just put prayer in one basket and we think, well, that's it. But there's different kinds of prayer. We should be praying for different situations. Not to get hung up about it, but just to recognize there are different kinds of prayer. There's a prayer of agreement, Matthew 18, 19. If two agree, there's power in that. There's power in that. If you're married here today, husbands and wives, when you pray together, there's power in your agreement. Two Christians, when you pray together, there's power in your agreement. It's more powerful for two to pray and come into agreement than it is for one. There's power in the prayer of agreement. The prayer of faith in Mark 11, 24. Whatever things you ask for, when you pray, believe you have received them and you will have them. You receive when you pray in your spirit. You receive it in the invisible realm and then it manifests in the natural realm. But you've got to believe you've received them before you have them. That's a prayer of faith. Saying, Father, that's what your word says. I receive that for me now in Jesus' name. Mark down the time and the date. And keep thanking God you've now got it. Prayer of faith. Intercessory prayer, standing in the gap. You remember in Ezekiel, God said, Is there no man anywhere that will stand in the gap? Intercessory prayer is standing in the gap. And God wants us to stand in the gap for one another, stand in the gap for our nation, to lift our town and nation up before God, because this nation needs Jesus Christ, doesn't it? Well, it does, even if you agree with me or not. This nation needs Jesus Christ. And God, I believe in that final day, is going to ask us what we've done about it. We can say, well, there's nothing I could do. If you can breathe, you can pray. If you can breathe, you can pray. So there's something you can do. You can pray for your nation. Conversational prayer, well, we said about that. We're just chatting to God all day long. I'm just, I'm talking to God all day long. Wherever I go, I'm in the car, wherever I'm taking the dog away. I'm just chatting away to Father God all the time. I'm just talking. It's a relationship, you see. I don't have to say, when I want to talk to God, I don't have to go, oh, God, 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 get me. I just talk to Him. Conversational prayer. Prophetic prayer. You remember Ezekiel in uh, chapter 37, the Valley of the Dry Bones? God spoke to Ezekiel. He got the word of the Lord. Then Ezekiel prophesied to the bones and something happened. Prophetic prayer, power was released. It's another form of prayer. Prayer in tongues, well, 
most of us probably pray in tongues here and we're baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes when we're praying, we're trying to pray about something in English and we don't have enough words to express it, so we begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're praying things that the Holy Spirit within us understands and knows how to pray and uses our mouth to pray to God. Petitioning prayer, simply asking God for things. How about prayers of declaration and authority? Taking the Bible and speaking it out and declaring it over our life. God is blessing me. God is renewing my youth. God is blessing my home. I am a blessing. God's grace and favor is upon my life. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. There is an overflowing blessing coming down upon my household, declaring these things over your life and homes and circumstances, declaring with authority. We're all priests. We can declare these things. We're sons and daughters. We carry authority in planet Earth, and the things that we speak out into the spirit realm have an effect. We've got power. And the power's in prayer. We can speak these things out. How about blessing prayers? How about blessing people? Father, I bless them. Lord, I ask you to bless them. Just declare blessing over people. God has blessed us to be a blessing. You know, Israel as a nation was called to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. It didn't quite work out. Now the church of Jesus Christ is called to be a blessing to all the nations of the earth. We are called to be a blessing. We are the seed of Abraham. Called to be a blessing to all the families of the earth. Individually, you're called to be a blessing. Just say that. I am called to be a blessing. Now say to the person next to you, are you? What did they say? What did they yesterday? Good. Good. That's good. Actually, soaking is a form of prayer. Because we come into God's presence and we can talk to Him and we can be listening for His voice or God can reveal prophetic things. Soaking is actually a form of prayer as well. I don't pretend to have all the different kinds of prayer down here. Don't get hung up about the different kinds of prayer. Just recognize there are different kinds of prayer. Okay? And sometimes you pray these different prayers at different, kind, at different times. Is that okay? Okay, can we say this? Let's stand again and sing your kingdom. It's all to do with the kingdom here. We're advancing the kingdom. Your kingdom.
thank you. You can sit down again. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Now we're going to go into the prayer closet. That doesn't mean you see you need to go in the cupboard under the stairs. You're just having yourself a place to meet with God. Your secret place. The place that you meet with with God on a regular basis. Recognize this is the place of intimacy between you and Father God. That's what it's all about. It's about Him loving you and you loving Him and meeting in the secret place. It's very handy to take a notepad with you because you may find when you go in there at first there's all these different thoughts come to mind. They can seem to be distracting thoughts, things to do during the day and all the rest of it. Just write them down. Some of them may actually be from God. God may be reminding you about some things that you need to do. So write all your thoughts down so that your mind is then clear and then just begin to worship Him and enjoy His presence and ask Him if there's anything He wants you to say about or pray about in particular to begin with. If He says no, then bring your petitions to Him. Once you've brought your petitions to Him, listen for the answer because God wants the answer. He wants to say something to us. If he says nothing, then begin to bask in his presence again. Begin to enjoy his presence. You're starting to see it's not a, it's something we have to. This is an outer relationship with Father God. This is enjoying his presence and his love and his goodness. And getting caught up in his purposes. And sometimes he'll tell us what to pray about. Has anyone ever read the book by uh, Benny Johnson, Joyful Intercessor? good she picks up this whole thing about intimacy and that there's joy in his presence and to listen to what Father God wants to say to us about nations of people and situations so we can agree with him and begin to pray these things out it's not just a matter of coming to God with a list you see that it's a relationship that place of intimacy with our Father and just spend time meeting with him but a testimony I often share with people when it comes to prayer just a couple of years ago I was upstairs in the lounge I was praying I was praying in English then I started speaking tongues and then my tongue changed to this Russian tongue just sounded like Russian to me and at the same time I was praying in this Russian tongue I could see a picture in my mind of the city of Moscow and I could see all these children about this size, about 10, 11 year old, running all around Moscow and I had the impression they were orphans that were just deserted children and I just prayed in this Russian tongue for about 10 minutes and I saw these children. This went on for about six weeks and then he stopped. I've never prayed the Russian tongue since. But I discovered afterwards there was something that was going to be happening in Moscow and the government was trying to get rid of all these young children. We were trying to move them out of sight so that people who went to visit Moscow wouldn't see all these orphan children. But God got me involved in something in Russia. And God can do that in the prayer closet. Distance, there's no distance in the spirit realm. You see, because when we pray, our, our prayers are going up to Father God sat upon the throne in the third heaven. 
the one who has all power and all authority. So our prayers go up to the throne and the answers come down and that can come down anywhere. It, the answer could come down here. It could come down in Russia or China. It doesn't matter where the answers come down. Our prayers don't just go up and disappear into outer space. They actually go up to Father God sat upon the throne. And before the throne, there's an altar there that carries all the prayers of the saints. Some prayers that have yet to be answered they go all the way back down through history and the day will come when all these prayers are going to be picked up and the angel is going to come and take the prayers of the saints and take some fire from the altar and balls of fire are going to come down from heaven to earth and if we believe we're living in the last days that day isn't too far off so we're involved in something much bigger than us we're involved in something that God began a long, long time ago. And people have been praying for us and we'll be praying for the next generation and so forth. We're involved in something much bigger than us. And we can get involved in the destiny of nations through prayer. But God also cares about the things in our own life. He knows every hair upon our head. There is no detail too small for God. And sometimes that's a struggle for me because I'm not good at small detail. I'm okay at sorting things out, put a foundation and just don't ask me to put the bricks up. So when it comes to the details of things, I think, well, I'll just go on with that. God can't be bothered with that. It's too small a detail. You know, I'm having a learn, son, I, I, I love the small things in your life. I care about the small things in your life. I care about every hair in your head. I've still got some. Looking around, some have lost some. Just less care, that's all. I can't help it. But God cares about the little things in your life. He knows your name. He was there with you in the womb. He wants to walk you into your destiny. And part of what we need to do to get into that is to pray ourselves into that place through believing these things He's spoken to us. Prayer is an adventure. It should be the very life breath of the Christian. It's something exciting. Sometimes when I pray, I'm talking about in the anointing of the Holy Spirit here, I might start in English and then I, I speak in tongues. Then I, I change into this kind of Chinesey type tongue. Why Chinese? I don't know. I just know that it's, it's a deeper place of intimacy. It's a deeper place of intercession. When I enter into that place, my tongue changes. Anyone else ever notice that? You can start over one level, but then you move to different levels in the prayer closet. It's an exciting adventure. You can't be quite sure what God's going to do next. There's nothing boring about prayer. Absolutely nothing. You're encountering God. just to finish off with this although I said and when I said about the Russian tongue I could see what I was praying about other times when I'm praying and praying in tongues in particular I have no clue what I'm praying about it doesn't matter I ask God doesn't always tell me it doesn't matter I don't have to know do I but God knows God knows 
So sometimes we will know what we're praying about, other times we won't, it doesn't matter. We're cooperating with him, that's what matters. And those that have been around in Christian circles for a while, you've maybe seen some uh, weary, worn down, intense intercessors. I don't believe in that. I think it would flow with God. It won't be all intense. We won't be worn down with it. The Bible says this, and I love this when it says in Psalm 16, 11, in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Isaiah 50, 56 and verse 7, talking about the house of prayer, it was talking about Israel also applies to us. Even then it will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Now that doesn't mean to say we don't get serious in the house of prayer, but once we, we get out of there, don't carry a burden around all day long and let it wear you down. Give it back to God when you leave the prayer closet. Walk free. Walk back in the joy of the Lord. So can we stand again, please? See, your kingdom come. If you get nothing else out of this today, begin to pray these words over your circumstances. You bring in the rule and reign of God. Kingdom come, Father. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom. Yours is the power, yours is the glory.